everyone, and welcome to the house. My name is Caleb Confusioni, and alongside me today, and as always, are my wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Caleb Rosie and Mr. Naaman Smith. Today we've got a killer episode for you guys. It's episode 22. It's our Taylor Swift episode, Woo-hoo! except that's probably the first and last time we'll mention her. Sorry, uh, Tay-Tay. Mm, I'm going to kick it over. Her more. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Leave it to Naaman to mention Taylor Swift a few more times before the end of our time together today. I'm going to kick it over to Mr. Prozy for a rundown of episode 22. All right. Episode 22. We are in Super Bowl week. This Sunday night, we will have in Arizona, the Eagles face off against the Chiefs to determine who is the champion of the NFL. Next, we're going to rehash the 2023 NFL's Pro Bowl. That is a brand new style. We've never seen anything like it before, so we'll give our takes on it and what we think about it. Next, we had a pretty notable retire in the NFL, somebody who's considered the GOAT. We'll come to that later. JJ Watt. JJ (laughs) Next, NBA trades and trade predictions. The trade deadline is slowly approaching, so who is going and who is coming? Next, we have spring sports starting here at Florida State's campus. We're going to have Naaman give you guys an update of a couple sports around the campus while we give our takes on what we believe to be an exciting, not only softball season, but baseball season as well. Mm. Now, before we get underway with the what's happening here, I'm going to kick it over to Naaman to give you guys our draft. Yeah, yeah. So this week is our Super Bowl episode week. That's kind of the big topic. Mm. Uh, whether or not even if you like football, the commercials are usually amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just a big community watch thing of the Super Bowl. That keyword bowl is going to be our draft topic today. What are the best things that you can eat or eat in a bowl? Um, it has to be mainly eaten in a bowl. Like ice cream is mainly eaten in a bowl. On a plate, yeah. it would be ruined. We were talking about it before the episode and we were saying like, if it's on a plate, you're a psychopath for eating it on a plate. <laughs> like it has to yes. be something that's generally like known to the public to be eaten out of a bowl. Or something also vice versa, like something that like... Like a steak was the example I gave. Like if you put a steak in a bowl, people would also call you a psychopath. Yeah, like why yes. would you eat just a steak out of a bowl? Like, yeah, you can do just do your dishes, man. Like, we get it. But, oh, yeah, so who wants to go first? I feel like we need to, like, draw numbers or start yeah, like, yeah, figuring yeah. out a way to do this. Okay, eeny, meeny, money, mo confusion. There you go. Okay, yeah, that – okay, cool. Um <laughs> – I guess I'll take the first pick in the bowl. Things you can eat out of a bowl draft. Uh, so my first pick is going to be a burrito bowl. No. no. So That's like, what I was asking about the bowl size. So like you get at Moe's, Chipotle, wherever, you know, whatever you're uh, – if you're in Tallahassee, Sertoros is a place. A I've never been. I want to go so good. bad. I haven't been yet. It's healthy. I heard it's really good. Jeremiah Geeters, they're back to episode – Five or five. His girlfriend Amelia, her aunt, owns Sertoros. Yeah. Quick shout out. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so Mexican bowls got you like chips or rice as a base at the bottom. Mm. Uh, I like a I like some chicken in my bowl. Lots oh, yeah. of like chicken's usually the cheapest meat as well. Yeah, mm. chicken's usually cheap and it's probably the best for you. Pico, corn, cilantro, salsa, all the goods. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's why I was asking earlier, like what. Like bowl no, like, size yeah, stuff wise? that comes in a bowl. Like. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, that's a good number one overall pick. I'm gonna go with ice cream. I just okay. love just all types of ice cream. I eat it every night in a bowl. Sometimes <laughs> every I- night. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
No. Now, now, sometimes I am. Is lazy. he just going to turn into like a confrontation about name itself? <laughs> like what? Literally, yeah. Some nights I'm lazy though, and I eat it out of the carton, which kind of like goes against me eating. Well, you're uh, Naaman sitting. I'll, I'll bring her back. I'll bring her back. Naaman sitting on his couch, listening to Taylor Swift on full blast, <laughs> ice cream out of a carton. Just goes to show <laughs> that Naaman has a good time. Yeah, yeah. So that's every my night, second overall. Pick. Every, every night. night. Never miss it. Never miss it. Um, okay, so for my third pick in the first round, I'm gonna go with you know cereal. Okay, gotta be gotta you know. get the gotta get the classics off the plate real quick. Some could into wonder the bowl. how that slipped to three, but it did. Some could wonder, but also I'm I respect it. Ice cream and burrito bowls are both mm. gas. Yes, so nice. I'm gonna go cereal. You know I have cereal almost every morning if I remember to eat breakfast mm. or if I do grocery shopping. Um, but yeah, I love most cereals. There's not a lot of cereals that I would not touch. But yeah, I'm a I. If you guys like have controversy about this, I'm a more cereal than milk person. I don't like my cereal to be drowning oh, in milk yes. because then it just gets to a point Wait. where it's like, you know what I mean? Like some people like put cereal in and they drown it in milk and like it's soggy like that. Mm-hmm. I like to have the crunch. Like I think it's all about the crunch. That's right. why in a lot of cereals, crunch is even in the name. That's like the point of it. <laughs> So yeah, I, I like it a little soggy, so I would disagree. But yeah. Yeah. I just like a normal ratio. I, I'm not like <laughs> you're a fifty fifty guy. Yeah, I think like, I'm more of a sixty forty or sixty five thirty five guy. Yeah. Whoa, wow, that's pretty high. All right, yeah. So yeah. cereal goes in first then, if you're putting in that cereal, cereal. always goes in first, no matter if you like more oh, milk yeah. or less milk. Well, you're a psychopath very... if you go milk than cereal. I've started being again back to the lazy thing. I've started being lazy and putting in milk first. Why is that lazy? Why are you doing that? You still that have to pour both yeah. of them at some point. Because what I'll do is I'll put in a certain amount of milk into the bowl and go away from the fridge and will not go back to the fridge. And then I'll just bring the cereal box with me and I'll just keep pouring in more cereal when I like <laughs> finish this. The key thing on this podcast right now is that I'm I'm a lazy person. <laughs> Is that before or after you eat the ice cream? <laughs> before. before. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but then now, to get into the second round, my first pick of the second round, since it's a snake style, would be gumbo. Oh, facts. Mm, I yeah. love... Ever day. since we went to New Orleans, and Naaman and I went to the gumbo shop, I have really underrated gumbo my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> up until that point. And now it's like, that's that's a top five thing out of the bowl. Yeah. It's gumbo. Definitely. True. That's definitely yeah. Chicken gumbo, to be specific. That wasn't even on my board, but I wish it was. Like I wouldn't yeah. have picked it in front of cereal or ice cream, but that's a very good pick. Second round, uh, I'm gonna go acai bowl. I love ew, me an acai ew, bowl. Boo! That was mine. Again, I'm like I'm going dessert theme, I guess, with my draft. But again, it's you healthy. get granola, you yeah. get bananas, strawberries. It's very healthy, but it's also kind of like a treat. And just an awesome all-around thing to put in your bowl. Heard that. Yeah, that was going to be mine. That's a good pick. Um, but I'll go with – I get two. So I know I at least have one other one um, <laughs> that I have in mind. So I'm going to go with chili for my next oh, one. Oh, dude. <laughs> shout out shout out to the Kite family, bro. They yeah. make the best chili. Phenomenal. Shout out Mrs. Kite's chili, dude. <laughs> Phenomenal stuff. stuff is a gift from above. Like, I don't even... Every time I oh, have yeah. that chili, I just feel like I'm on a cloud. Except afterwards, I feel like I'm sinking. But it's so good. <laughs> like, dude, it's it's just... I don't even know how, how else to describe it other than just, like, out of this world. Um, and then for the first pick of the third round... Um, 
I'm going to pick something that's dangerous, dangerously close to acai, and it might seem like I'm cheating, but I promise I'm not. I'm going to go with, like, a yogurt parfait. Bruh. Like, some good... It's close. Like yeah, but that's not healthy. Like, yours is the healthy option. Yeah. I that think. is healthier, because... Well, I mean, it depends. If you use, like, a good, like a solid Greek yogurt with, like, packed with protein and, like... And that, that, that has health benefits. But, mm. yeah, like, yogurt with some fruit on top, some honey, maybe. Sometimes they'll do, like, the fruit, like, the sugary kind of syrups. Like, it's not good for you, but it still tastes good. Um, so, you stole mine, so I'm picking a close... Second, in my opinion, I still think acai is better, but I do like a good like yogurt parfait thing. So, what's your third brown pick? That is. Oh, oh, shoot! That is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're up. You're up. So, okay, you did chili and yogurt. Okay. Yeah. I'm between two right now, and they both definitely borderline plate slash bowl foods. It's kind of just whichever one you prefer. I'm gonna go mac and cheese. I think that's mac and cheese I is think, phenomenal. I think if mac and cheese is a side, it goes on a plate. But I think if it, mac and cheese is like the main dish with something like in it, then it's a bowl. Yeah, no, I agree. True. Yeah, like you order it from Chick Fil A. What's it come in? A bowl. Yeah, a bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm gonna go mac and cheese. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and just amazing. So yeah. Um, for my last pick, this is also like the border of like whatever you prefer, like food or bowl. And um, mine is gonna be that it's. Spaghetti. It was. You really just turned yeah. it. Yeah. If you go to Olive Garden, which I am okay about. It's not my favorite place. But, um, oh, yeah, we got the stats here. 56% of people put spaghetti in a bowl and 44% of people put it you know, on a plate. Mm. And my family mm. does either. It just depends. But yeah. when you go Same. out to an Italian restaurant, they often bring spaghetti and meatballs in a bowl. Yeah. yeah. It's like a wide bowl. But it's still like a bowl. And so I, I think that's... Uh, it's also easier to eat in a bowl. It is because it doesn't go everywhere. Like, I mean, spaghetti is one of the most messy foods on the food that's pyramid. Like so you need I to like keep tortellini. it contained. Tortellini is tortellini. gas. Yeah, that is good. Tortellini is so good. Honorable mention. I love how no one said salad or anything. Salad sucks. That's <laughs> yeah. why. Yeah. Salad's for the rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be, yeah, that'd be a budget draft pick. Like, <laughs> later rounds, like, maybe, you know. Now, if we got specific with some salads... Like, if somebody said, like, the Chick-fil-A salads, mm. and, like, got really specific, but if you just said salad, like, you're, like, get out. You're not on the podcast <laughs> anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a reach. Definitely a reach. But I'm glad no one picked that. So, yeah, vote on Instagram which one you think is the best. Um, we'll put a poll up. But, yeah, let's move on to what's happening. All right. Currently, what's happening in sport is we just finished up the NFL Pro Bowl, the first ever flag football competition, uh, and skills mm. challenges, which were honestly – all over Instagram seem to be pretty entertaining for the players. They seem to be having a good time. I know that Snoop Dogg, Pete Davidson, they were the captains of the AFC and NFC, respectfully. And Peyton Manning and Eli Manning were the head coaches. And it was it was a good time. I mean, I think that the NFL is doing something different and they're really testing the waters here and really appealing Definitely. to other audiences. Definitely. But before we get into that, just to run down again, the notable retire in the NFL is Tom Brady. Tom Brady posted an Instagram mm. post of him on a beach, uh, probably in Tampa, just saying goodbye to to football. Yep. And it's for real. He even said, like, it's for real. Like, I'm not coming back. 23 years in the NFL. I mean, what like what can't you say about Tom Brady? Like, he really defied what it meant to be successful. He went above and beyond of the bar that we've seen. Mm. And then lastly... Before we get into a deep dive in all these things, is Kyrie Irving has been traded to the Dallas Mavericks from the Brooklyn Nets mm, yeah. for Spencer Dinwiddie and a couple other picks. And if you don't know, 
The Brooklyn Nets previously had Spencer Dinwiddie on their roster, so it'll be kind of interesting to see what a reunion will look like. And the Phoenix Suns have expressed interest in Kevin Durant if he becomes available. And if you guys are not big basketball fans, the Phoenix Suns made a run to the finals last year or two years ago. And so those Phoenix Suns were already dangerous. Just imagine what they'll be like when Kevin Durant shows up and plays for the Suns. So yeah. that would be interesting. Also, the Suns will not be the only team interested in Kevin that, Durant. Not true, but yeah, that is true. But yeah, they're just the mo- they're only public teams so yeah. far, and they they have a lot of good stock. Like you want you, the Phoenix Suns could be a force in the West. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of these teams actually, I heard, are hiring people to hot like to not send players to LA. Like there was a guy on the Brooklyn Nets staff and his job was to make sure Kyrie Irving didn't go to Los Angeles. Hmm. Even though Los Angeles would have given way more for him, his job was to make sure he landed Kyrie in the West, but not on the Lakers or the Clippers. Any reason why? That's intriguing. I think it's just trying to stop super teams. I mean, and I think too, like Kyrie's a guy that, and and this is something I'm not as knowledgeable about, but what I do know is Kyrie traditionally is a guy that likes to be in the spotlight. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think he has more of an opportunity to do that now than he would yeah. in L.A. Um, I mean, that's you know he left Cleveland, I think, and a lot of that was because he wanted to be the guy on the team, and LeBron was the guy in Cleveland. Uh, but now, now he's now he's in a place where you know him and Luca. At least, I mean, I don't know that he's going to outplay Luca, but I mean, it's he'll he'll at least be more of a like he'll have more of the spotlight on that team than he would yeah. in, on the Lakers. I I think that. Kyrie Irving is also toxic in the locker rooms. Yeah. A lot of players don't like to be on his team, uh, and the Nets did not like him in their organization. Yeah. He recently had supported some anti-Semitic films and refused to yeah. uh, take down that support or uh, retract that support. Well, he, he, he also he, took a step away from the team for yeah. no reason. Yeah. He just said, hey, I'm not playing. for," And it ended up being like 20 to 30-ish games. And, yeah. like, it wasn't like, oh, he's had an injury or a death in the family. It was just like, Felt I don't like really it. want to play basketball right now. And, and yeah. he he, blamed, he said it was, like, politics. Like, oh, I'm getting really involved in politics right now. But it was in the middle of the NBA season. And it was, un, like, unannounced. Like, it wasn't uh, – there wasn't anything leading up to it. Like, oh, I could be stepping away in about a month. No, it was like, hey, guys, I'm, I'm yeah. fine. Peace. And as a coach and as a GM, like – you have people buying season tickets showing up for him mm-hmm. and for him to just not play those games like that is it takes a real big hit in your organization yeah. but we're gonna go around and I want to talk about the Pro Bowl a little bit we already did mm-hmm. kind of rehash what the Super Bowl is gonna look like next week and we'll touch on that as well but what were you guys thoughts on the 2023 NFL Pro Bowl yeah, it was it was interesting I was, I didn't watch the whole thing I don't think I could have if I tried it's just not like <laughs> That entertaining. I mean, I think it's the flag football was a move. I, I think it was a smart move, safety wise. Uh, as you know, kind of takes away a lot of the a lot less chance of having injuries when you're playing flag football than regular contact football. True. There was a hit. Um, Jalen Ramsey laid on Tyreek Hill that the ESPN headline said like <laughs> they laid all- out Tyreek Hill, and I'm sitting there going, "Crap!" Like Jalen Ramsey's about to like he's in for it. The media is gonna you know, absolutely destroy him after this. Turns out to me, watching that video back, looked like it was pretty unintentional. He yeah. was going for Devontae Adams. Devontae yeah. Adams, actually very smart heads-up play by Devontae Adams, flips it back to Tyreek Hill so that 
when Jalen Ramsey went to go pull Adams' flag, Adams would have been down at the one, but he flips it back to Tyreek Hill, who's running behind him. Tyreek runs in and gets the score. Jalen Ramsey, I don't even think – I think his momentum just kind of carried him, ends up running I think into, he lunged for Tyreek. He kind of lunged for him. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't dirty. No, it the headline was over-exaggerated. It, yeah. It was ridiculous. But overall – And also Tyreek is not that – like he doesn't weigh a lot. So it yeah. doesn't take a lot when Tyreek he, leaning for the goal yeah. line and Jalen – Again, he did hit him, but he also was, wasn't injured at all. No, like, Tyreek Hill got up immediately. Right yeah, it wasn't that bad. No. Also, congrats to the NFC though. Just overall win? for that, yeah, because yeah, I don't think they've beaten the AFC. I want to say, I don't take my word for sure on this, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's like nine years since they beat the AFC. And I would have expected the AFC to win again this year. Just you know, the powerhouse that they yeah. are, and they're just you know. Really, the, the, they have they're a lot deeper than the NFC. So I'm trying to, to say. To be fair, the AFC quarterbacks this year were pretty buns, and like that was like a big controversial topic. Where in real NFL, the AFC have the dominant like stars, up and coming stars in the NFL, but the quarterbacks out there were Tyler Huntley, Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence is an up and coming star. But if that's the best quarterback the AFC has out there, it's yeah. like. It was yeah. kind of lackluster quarterbacks from the AFC side, but uh, why wasn't Joe my, there? Joe Burrow? Yeah, is that? He just I think he's just rest, rest. I think he just didn't want to do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think yeah. like Josh Allen didn't do it either. I think well, Josh like, Allen was <laughs> golfing. He was golfing, so <laughs> yeah. he like some players just opt out. Like I mean, okay. I, I okay. I was just making sure. I, I was like, if those three were ahead of Joe and Josh Allen, then there's an issue. But so, that makes sense. so my opinion of the games, I tried to watch them because there really wasn't anything on this weekend. Unless you're like a big fan of college basketball, but you can't watch college basketball the entire time. So I tuned in and I watched for like five minutes and then they started doing this best catch competition in the middle of the game. But I thought, just watching it, they stopped the entire game and it was like ten minutes of this best catch competition. I thought the game was over. So I stopped watching and then I check ESPN, and the game was still going on after this competition thing. And I'm like, what the heck? It was just so hard to keep track of, of like, when they're starting and stopping. Yeah. Because uh, it wasn't typical, like, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. It was just, yeah. So. Yeah, I think um, what the NFL is trying to do is make it as fun and as, like, interactive as, like, the NBA All-Star Weekend. Because if you don't know, like, the NBA All-Star – for me personally, I loved All-Star Weekend mm-hmm. in, in the NBA – yeah, and so like the slam dunk contest, the three point contest, the skills challenge, those were always so fun to watch. Even the All Star game was so fun to watch because all these players would be doing all these cool tricks and whatnot, and like there wasn't that much risk for injury. So it was just nice to see the NFL try to replicate that because obviously like the NFL like their target audience is so wide. Like they're they're not only like harping their target audience to the older generation who loves like head to head contact football. They're giving a week off of that kind of physical play for, like, the kids. Because I think younger generations, I think if you're, like, 15 and under, you loved this year's Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. It was entertaining. It was vibrant colors. It was cool tricks, high-flying jumps. Like, so much was happening that, like, if you're a kid there, like, you're having the best time of your life. And especially if you're a family, like, that's a family environment. And so... I think it's good that the NFL is doing this. I think that it is a great campaign for to target that younger generation. For sure. And I think that love it or hate it, it's not going anywhere because it yeah. did really – like Instagram and social media really did a good job of marketing it. 
I have one. So, like, just watching the games, uh, I was just thinking about how lucky the NBA and the MLB have it. Uh, just when it comes to All Star Weekend, because the NFL, with they're now transitioning to this flag football concept. About half the players, all the linemen, what are they going to do now? Like, yeah, you're not highlighting yeah, them in the that. Pro Bowl game. But in the MLB, you don't have that problem because everyone can hit. And if you're a pitcher, you'll just throw. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you'll find a way to highlight your players in the MLB and in the NBA. There's no problem because it's an exact correlation of the product in the regular season. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, it's kind of tough because if you tr- start doing flag football, are you going to get a 350-pound lineman, like, running routes? Like, what are you, yeah. <laughs> you going to do? <laughs> one, yeah. So, one thing I did think was cool, and this is might seem stupid, but it is that you could, like, see everyone. And, yeah. I, like, most of the yeah. time, they have, I mean, dudes all have helmets on. You can't really see their faces, their facial, facial expressions. I mean, there's lots of guys that, like, unless you've seen them on a commercial or, like, post-game, like, you really don't know what they look like or, like, kind of what their emotions are throughout the game. But, like... It's kind of cool that you can see, like, I mean, they were able to kind of wear different, like, you know, some kind of different cool, like, sunglasses and shades and stuff on, hats, like, what, like, it kind of, they could kind of customize, like, their uniform a little bit, sure. and you could see, like, their face and stuff, like, a lot of, like, the, the Diggs brothers, like, joking around with each other and stuff during the game, so, like, all of that's really cool to see, um, I thought that was, you know, kind of like a, something that you don't really, like, it's, go like, you're seeing that, and you really, like, you are obviously seeing those things, but it's not something you, like, cognizantly think about. Like, yeah. Oh, I can see their faces. But I thought that was kind of cool. They looked more human. Yeah. Like, we could sure. relate to them more. I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. also, to go back to the linemen thing, I think the linemen don't care that much. No. no I think I that they, they're they happy that they can go in and have fun and participate in these games and whatnot and then not have to put their bodies to the test. Like, for a Pro Bowl game. Like, I think the linemen were the ones who hated going to the Pro Bowl the most. Because they would just be putting their bodies on the line yeah. again and again. And it's like, okay, like, I think they enjoyed I think a lot of linemen enjoyed their time this weekend. But I do think, yeah, it does take the linemen out of the main game. Yeah. yeah. But it is cool. I think it'd be cool if there was, like, a lineman, like, weird thing that only, like, really athletic people should do. But, like, a dance-off or something like that yeah. for the linemen. Something cool like that where I think a fan would get a really fun experience out of it. Mm, and it would yeah. just be able to show the linemen's faces. Like, they could obviously do a strength challenge. They, I mean, they did. They did. They somewhat. Yeah. But, like, a dance competition. Something like crazy. Yeah. I think something like that would be really funny. But um, let's see. What what else happened? So we talked Kyrie Irving. We talked. If anything, if you guys want to say anything about Tom Brady, if you guys want to. Uh, yeah, I'll say a few things. Um. Tom Brady, what a crazy story. I know. Just unbelievable how sixth round and then Drew Bledsell, they gave him a huge contract, and he just was very fortunate because of injury. He got put in, and he just – I forget what it was. Um, He taught so many players around the league good techniques. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something that he taught – Mark Sanchez was talking about this on a podcast, like I think last week – and something that he implemented for the rest of the NFL, and the NFL now does it, is quarterbacks used to throw without pads. They used to throw without pads in practice, unless they were like hitting and doing like run, like yeah. actual run throughs. Mm-hmm. But Tom Brady's like, no, like if this is like if I'm trying to throw as if like I'm throwing in the game, and this is just for repetition and trying to get that feel for the game, I'm going to throw with pads and a helmet on, yeah, whenever I'm throwing, yeah. And now the rest of the NFL does that. 
Like sometimes maybe they'll take their helmet off, but you always have to throw with pads on. Because yeah, you never you have to account for stuff like that. And Tom Brady was very mechanical. I mean, my favorite thing to do when a big name player like retires or like I mean, even when Kobe Bryant passed away, is to watch like their interviews and like mm-hmm. kind of pick their brain. That's my way of like being able to pick their brain a little bit. And Tom Brady was being interviewed. I can't remember by who, but they were like Tom, like what what inspired you to like pursue career in the NFL after all this stuff? He goes, well. He goes, I was a kid who was the second-string quarterback on a freshman football team who couldn't win a game. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He goes, what kid is this backup QB on a losing team and wants to go to the NFL? He's like, you just have to have that drive, that passion that you can make it, and that even though everybody's counting you out, even though people are making fun of you for the way that you run or the way that you throw, it's like I'm working on myself and I'm only playing against myself. Mm. And so Tom Brady always had that drive, that charismatic – like. Or not that just charisma, I would say, to go out there and do. Mm-hmm. And, like, love him or hate him. Like, he was never on any of our teams of interest, so we often didn't want to play Tom Brady. But <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay used to hate Tom Brady, too. And when they got Tom Brady, mm-hmm. they right. were overjoyed. Because, yeah. yeah. like, you got to understand the magnitude of what his career has done. He has more Super Bowls than any organization yeah. himself. Mm. That's insane. So, I think- yeah. A few more things. Uh, I think there's a superstar effect going on, and we'll see it for the rest of our lifetimes, where when there's a guy like that, Patrick Mahomes could be the next guy, Joe Burrow, where he's he just has good work ethic. Near the back end of his career, guys want to play for him. Yeah. Like Randy mm-hmm. Moss linked up. Uh, who's the other guy? Oko Cinco linked up with Tom Brady. Julio Jones linked up with Tom Brady. Antonio like, Brown. Antonio Brown, even though that didn't work out great. But, yeah. like, all these players, like Leonard Fournette from the Jacks. Yep. Like, all these yep. players, and it's the same with LeBron in the NBA. I mean, you and, think about Gronk coming back out of retirement just to win another Super Bowl with Brady. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's things, and, and I was honestly shocked to hear the news that he retired. I think a lot of people were. Like, I, I was listening to a lot of different reactions, and people were just like, we didn't see this coming. Like, we really thought – you know, that he would go play for San Fran next year. I mean, think about it. Like San, or the Raiders. Or the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, gosh, I think if he was to step into San Fran, like, that's a Super Bowl-ready team, you know? Yeah. Like, but if yeah. they can make it out, if they can, if they Top if they three can, favorite. Right. Like, group. if they can beat the Eagles next year, if the Eagles are, you know, keep that same firepower that they have now, if they can beat the Eagles, like, they could get into the Super Bowl. So, I don't know. There's there's been a lot of discussion about, and I'll ask you guys too. Like, I mean, do you think this is truly it, or do you think there's a chance he comes back again? Like, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I I think he's out. Um, his magic number was 45, and he, I I think he's done because he had one of his worst years ever. Which again could be really hard for him to swallow and mm-hmm. say this is my final year ever, but. Honestly, I think he needs to go back and get Giselle. Like, I think that should be his priority right now is, like, rebuild his family, not <laughs> come back to the NFL. But So I think it's it for him. Yeah. Um, I also think potentially behind the scenes he could have been surprised by how few teams actually gave him a call. We never really knew how many teams actually, mm-hmm. for, for legit purposes, gave him a call and said, hey, we want you. Maybe it was one. Maybe it was two. So we don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think he's – Going back, I think that he's – yeah, there's a lot outside of football that he's got to take care of. Yeah. And there's even a lot inside of football that he's not up for anymore. Yeah. His his mental state just isn't poised like a quarterback should be. 
We yeah. see him on the field time and time again after every play, either throwing the football down, screaming at his lineman, even banging himself in the, like in the head, <laughs> like punching his own helmet. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. he is not a poised quarterback. He is not a leader with a clear mind that can make sound decisions. Granted, he still played well. He still had flashes of being Tom Brady, but... He's still on arm somehow or another. The know. Tom Brady we grew up watching is not the Tom Brady that played this season. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. he wants to go down with a shred. Like, he has a ton of stuff. Like, he is so respected by the NFL, but I think if he continued to play, that respect would fleet. Mm. So Yeah, not, I, and I'm in agreement with you guys. I, I, I think he's done, and I think it's also, like, he, he's already retired once and come back. Like, to retire <laughs> twice and come back, then I feel like you're at a point where you're, it's like the, the little boy who cried wolf. Like, how is anyone going to trust you when you say you're retiring from here on out? Like, then it's just <laughs> yeah. like the word, like, when the word comes out of your mouth from now on, it just kind of loses it. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. So, and, you know, I, I just feel like, kind of like you said, Caleb, like he's he's going out on, you know, he obviously not the best season in the world. He's not the quarterback he used to be. But, you know, might as well go ahead and end it now and not make things worse almost is how I see it. Like, you know, you don't want to tarnish your reputation any more than this. And people, I mean, people aren't going to remember this last season when they think of Brady. No, really no way. Be an issue. But They're, if you were to drag things out and, like, just be like, okay, well, that was Well, he could be known as the guy who retired and unretired twice or three times. Yeah. And he keeps and doing it. I, I just, I don't think that's the reputation he wants to have. His rep, I mean, retiring now, his reputation is a winner and the go. Yeah. And one, one other thing that I've heard people saying, which I don't think this is, like, super significant, but apparently a lot of people think it's like, matters a lot. Apparently he recorded that video like ahead of time or something because they said whenever he posted it, like I guess the timeline of like where he was and like the time of day that he posted it, like like he posted it in the morning and it was like middle of the day at the beach and he was like somewhere else when the video actually like showed up on the internet. So I guess he knew is he must have known his decision a couple of days before he actually released it to the public, mm-hmm. which is also kind of interesting. Like it he had a set yeah. day he wanted to. So I've heard a few things on that note as well. So, like, last time he retired, again, it was last year, he didn't actually retire himself. Adam Scheffner announced his retirement Mm -hmm. and announced that he would retire in a few days, which was an awful way to retire, is, like, some reporter announcing it. Like, the rumor is that Tom Brady will retire in two days. Bro, Shefty's first to everything. He's first to everything. So, a lot of people thought, like, well, it's good for Tom Brady that he actually announced it himself. I think that's what he wanted. And then one yeah. other cool note of Tom Brady. Oh, this will be the last thing I say about him. Just, I think it was really cool of how like he's playing with guys that either he played with their dads, like he was teammates with their dads, or they were born after like his rookie season. You know, like he was he'd been playing a few seasons, and then these kids were born. And, and there's like, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, if we're gonna go to like, here's an example. Like, a uh, just random Trevor Lawrence. Like, Trevor Lawrence was born in 1999, mm-hmm. and Tom Brady was drafted in 2000. Trevor Lawrence, who's 23, is a full-fledged quarterback in the NFL, and Tom Brady's still playing, and he was six months old when Tom Brady was drafted. Yeah. Like, those, that's a lot of the players we're seeing in the NFL, and, like, a new age, this age that we grew up watching is almost dead. Mm-hmm. It is almost past and gone, and there's one player left, and it's... 
Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. it's is what is Aaron Rodgers going to do? Like that's just a yeah. question. I don't even, we don't even have to discuss. But it's like oh, that we, is the we, question surrounding yeah. the NFL we right now. Is we're, we've seen all these great quarterbacks: Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. We've seen all these guys. Even yeah, like Peyton Manning, Cam Eli Newton. Manning, Cam Newton. Like these guys, like leave the NFL. Oh like God. these were our like childhood quarterbacks. Yeah, and then there's. Just and Tom Brady now. And what's Aaron Rodgers gonna do? And you know what? Aaron Rodgers loves that people are gonna talk about it, dude. And I yeah. feel like he's gonna drag it out and create as much drama as he can because I, I it just seems to me that he loves people talking about him and talking about where he's gonna go and what's gonna happen. He makes it. Yeah, he makes. He says very ambiguous statements in the interviews. Ambiguous. 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 Ambiguity. <laughs> Right? Is what Aaron Rodgers has. Is what he has. Yeah. Ambiguous. <laughs> He's very Ambiguous. mysterious. He's very mysterious he when is. it comes to reporters and press conferences. Yeah. Well, we'll get more into that later, I'm sure. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. I feel like last offseason, that was like a topic for months. Oh, yeah. It was like, let's get, and then you just stay with the Packers. And it was like, okay, well, that was very anticlimactic. Yeah. So one more thing of note before we wrap up the episode is, Naaman, I want you to give a rundown of what FSU softball has been looking like as the season is almost underway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So I'm a big softball junkie. Uh, FSU just had their garnet and gold scrimmage this weekend mm-hmm. um, before they're going to head down to Clearwater for the Clearwater yes, Invitational yes, in two one. weeks. Big competition. Oklahoma will be there, UCLA. Is it's Alabama going to be there? I believe so. They should be. It's like they, all the top like fifteen co- college programs get invited. Oh, yeah. They don't all have to go. Usually, about like ten of the top fifteen te- like teams in the country are there, and they looked okay at the scrimmage. Um, the so the gold team was the dominant team, and it was the A team. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, Sandra Cock was on the Garnet team, and she could not locate her p- pitches. And if you don't know who uh, Catherine Sandercock is, she's our ace. She's like she's the stud that like goes up against Oklahoma and matches up against against Oklahoma's like stud pitchers. So um, she couldn't locate her pitches, which was kind of frustrating. And then one of our like star freshman pitchers that has just came in, she uh, she threw six straight balls to the backstop. Mm. So Prozy, you played baseball. That's not a good thing, right? That's a very very <laughs> poor sign. Yeah. So uh, I think it was just nerves because I watched them in fall ball, and um, they she did significantly better in fall ball. Mm-hmm. She was not nervous. I think it was just a nervous day where like the season's coming around and. First time, like she had nervous jitters, but some huge improvements to the softball stadium. Oh uh, yes, there's seating now, like premium seating down the left field line and the right field line. Yes, the right field line's not completed yet, but the left field line looking is nice, spectacular. It's like your typical like outing of like you're going to a game Saturday at like for lunch. It's gonna it's be it's gonna be huge. Um, the boosters have done a lot of raising money for that and. Just implementing that, and we've seen the construction for months and months. Oh, yeah. So it's nice to see that it's coming to fruition, and we're showing our support to our women's athletics in recent years. New scoreboards, obviously for both women's soccer and soft that whole complex, and hopefully there will be some more seating updates for women's soccer as well because yeah. they desperately need it as well. To give you guys a little bit of what's happening here, the Wait, FSU. One more thing. 
Fan Day for Baseball is this Saturday, February 11th. Yes, yes. Uh, 1 p.m. So come out. Uh, we have a brand new coach. We're really excited for baseball season as well. So. And the first game for the FSU softball team, they will be playing Lipscomb on the 9th of February, which is this Thursday. We are recording as of the 6th. So, And that is for the Joanne Graf Classic. They will also play teams like Longwood and Purdue. And then on Valentine's Day, we play Florida A&M before heading down to Clearwater the 16th. Hmm. So that's just a little schedule update for FSU softball. And I think the men's baseball team plays uh, – oh, we play Alabama – on Sunday, February 19th That's for the Clearwater. That is game. a huge game. And then we play UCLA. UCLA is very good. We play them Saturday, February 18th. Yes. UCLA is very good. So if you're in the Tampa Clearwater area and you've always just wanted to see an FSU team play, the softball team is a good team to play, like watch. It's one are, of our high-level programs here at FSU. Elite players. And team, so. for baseball, the schedule, their first game is February 17th. In Tallahassee, we play James Madison University at 5 p.m. on the 17th. Yeah. So, a couple of, that's going to be really two big we, the, that weekend of the 16th, 17th, 18th. It's going to be a huge weekend for some spring sports. Mm-hmm. So, anything else you guys want to piece in or add? Um, golf starts in about March, like February, March. So we'll keep you guys updated with like golf as best but, as we can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, other than that, nothing too much. Uh, college basketball. Uh, FSU yeah, got a road win Louisville on the road. Hey. <laughs> the women's team, our women's basketball team, beat Duke at home too, yeah. which was really big win for the Knolls. So yeah, yeah, a lot to look forward to here at FSU's campus. But yeah, that's all we've got today for episode twenty-two of To the House. Uh, I just want to thank all of our loyal fans for listening every week. Again, we really enjoy doing this podcast, and we can't wait to cover more sports next week as we actually do our first episode with no football. So we'll see how that goes. And as always, this is Naaman, Caleb, and Caleb signing off. Woo!